you brought a Bible, I want to invite you to go with me, please, to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 1 and verse 9 this morning. Acts chapter 1 and verse 9. Praise the Lord. Last week we celebrated the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we celebrated the Passion Week in which we remember the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord. We celebrate because Jesus is alive. He died on the cross for the sins of the world. And laid upon him was the guilt of all mankind. But he is not dead today. He is alive at the third day. And today he is seated at the right hand of the majesty of God on high. And he is in your heart and my heart by faith this morning. And this morning I want to share with you about the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is one of the doctrines of the Bible that we don't hear about very often, but which is of significant importance to the believer, and it is of significance to us today. The ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ is described in the latter chapters of the Gospels, but it's also described here in the book of Acts. And this event, although it is extraordinary in its importance and extraordinary in its magnitude, has very few words given to it in the Bible. And we're going to read some of them this morning. And then I want us to reflect on what this great teaching from the Word of God has to do with us today. Acts chapter 1 and verse 9. And after he had said these things, he lifted up. He was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside him, beside them. They also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. And they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for the presence and power of the Holy Spirit among us. We thank you for the words we've sung in faith this morning. That our God does not lie. Your word is truth. And we stand upon its authority this morning. We thank you also that we are able to sing that our God is good and that he is a blesser. All blessings come from you. We acknowledge this this morning and we give you thanks. And I ask you now to anoint my lips of clay to preach the word of the living God. And I ask you to anoint the hearing of this congregation that they might receive the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ is an event single in all of history, but which is a picture of our ascension and our resurrection someday. After the Lord was raised from the dead, after three days, he was alive on the earth with the disciples for 40 days. For 40 days, Jesus 
walked among men and he taught them things concerning the kingdom of God. He taught them things concerning the message of the gospel that was to be preached to the ends of the earth. While he taught them this extraordinary message and he gave them power, also gave them a commission, he gave them instructions to wait for the uh, indwelling and outpouring of the Holy Spirit. After 40 days, Jesus ascended into heaven. And if you could just get this picture in your mind, the Bible says that about 500 people saw him. Uh, Very likely, these were 500 men. Perhaps there were women as well. uh, And that would make the number even greater. No doubt the women were present also. But a large group of people saw this event. The Bible said that Jesus was at the Mount of Olives. That is a mount, uh, a hill that is across the valley from the city of Jerusalem. And while he was there, he was lifted up into heaven by a cloud. And the scripture tells us that he was carried up into heaven until they could see him no more. And they kept staring into the sky to get a final glimpse of the Lord. He was carried into the presence of God. And there he is until this day. And will be until the day of his return. The Bible says that when uh, this event occurred. That two angels appeared there. And said to them. Men of Galilee. Why do you stand here staring or gazing into the heaven. The same Jesus which you have seen taken up. Will in like manner come again. And I want to speak this morning about the implications of this event. To every one of our lives. And to every one of our hearts. First of all I want you to see what verse 1 says in the book of Acts chapter 1. It says that in the first book of Theophilus. This is Luke speaking. I have dealt with all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Until the day that he was taken up. Listen to what the writer of the book of Acts says. He says all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. The works of Christ. We see them in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tell us what Jesus began to do. But friends, the Gospels are not the end of his ministry. They are the beginning of his ministry. They are not the end of his work. They are the beginning of his work. Jesus is still at work in every heart and life that will receive him by faith, even to this very day. Say amen if you believe that. He is at work in history. He is at work in the last days and he will be at work in the end times. His work is different than it was in the beginning. His redeeming and saving work is done. But he continues to work through his body in this world to this very day. And his ascension has mighty implications for us this morning. First of all, I want you to notice with me the first implication. That by ascending into heaven, Jesus sent us. The Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. I am sending the promise of the Father unto you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from above. Jesus tells the disciples I have to go away. You find this in John chapter 14. He says I must go away. But I will send another comforter. I will send the Holy Spirit. 
and he will empower you. He will clothe you with power. The scripture literally says that he is the promise of the Father. Listen closely, please. The Holy Spirit is the gift of the Father to your life. And so while you and I walk and wander through this experience as a world, as a nation, as a church, we do not go through this alone. We have the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit with us. And we have the help and guide that is the greatest of all helps and all guides. The Bible tells us that he is a comforter. He is a helper. He is the one who walks alongside. And he is a teacher. Do you realize that none of us today have ever been through what the world is going through now? This generation has never known something as devastating as we're seeing, something that has impacted the entirety of our world. Other generations have seen perhaps worse, and uh, uh, other generations have experienced regional trouble. But this has affected the entirety of the world, and here you and I are, and we might wonder, how will I get through it? How will I make the right decisions? What will ensure my survival and my success financially and maritally and, and in my family? I'll tell you what will ensure it, friend. What will ensure your success in this season and in every season is being led by the Holy Spirit of God. Being led by the Comforter, the Helper, whom the Father has sent to you. The Bible said there will be a voice from behind saying, go to the right, go to the left. This is the way, walk in it. And if you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you have access today to the ministry and work of the Holy Spirit. And if you will allow him to, he will lead and direct your life. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 33, that being therefore exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Spirit, he has poured out all of this for, your, for you and for your children. Listen, this outpouring of the Spirit of God, which took place on the day of Pentecost, was a gift from God for every single one of your lives. Friend, I want to encourage you, if you have not received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, I want to encourage you to ask, ask it of the Father today and receive it from the Lord Jesus Christ because it is a gift from God. And it is for you, for your family. The Bible tells us that God will pour out His Spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters. That means there is no one in your household that cannot be led and touched by the Spirit of God today. And this is because Jesus ascended to heaven and He sent us the Holy Ghost. He sent us the Holy Spirit. Number two, here's the second implication. Jesus ascended into heaven to be crowned as King of Kings. He ascended into heaven to be enthroned in the majesty of God forevermore. Now he was already the king of heaven. But now he is crowned king of heaven and the king of all of the earth. When you read the gospels, you read the story of the descent of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came down to us. We could not go to where he was. So he came down to where we are. He came down from the ivory, ivory palaces, down to a dusty and fallen world, down to a servant's posture, down to an old rugged cross, down to a sorrowing death, and down to a cold, dark tomb. 
But then he rose again from that tomb. And he rose again from the grave. And he began to go up. Up from the grip of death. Up from the stony grave. Up from the earth's gravitation. Up into the clouds. Up into heaven. Up into the presence of God. Up where no man can die. Up into the Father's house. Up into the throne room of the living God. And he was seated as king of kings and crowned as lord of lords. Where he will reign forever and forever. Somebody give God praise. Because our God... Went down, but he also went up. Come on, somebody. You ought to get excited this morning because somebody has fallen, but God says, I will lift you up. I will bring you back up. I will restore you. If I did it for my son, I can do it also for you. Shout hallelujah if you believe that this morning. Now listen to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 7 and verse 13. The Bible reads like this. Daniel saw in a night vision, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like the Son of Man. Daniel is describing the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. I want you to see what Daniel is seeing. Daniel is seeing a man come out, uh, come into heaven, out of the clouds. He comes into the throne room of the living God and he presents himself before God the Father. Who was this man? Was this man Buddha, Muhammad, Krishna, Abraham? Was this Mary? Was this Pastor Isaac? Was this the Pope? No friend. This was the Lord Jesus Christ. Who ascended into the clouds. And appeared in the throne room of the living God. And he presented himself before the Father. Oh, what a day of presentation that must have been when Jesus entered into the throne room of the Father and he presented himself, and he presented himself as the holy and spotless Lamb of God. He presented himself as the conqueror of death, hell, sin, and the grave. He presented himself as the healer of the sick and that one who was risen from the dead. Hallelujah. He presented himself as the perfect and sinless Son of God and as a man risen from the dead. And the Bible says that it was given to him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all the peoples and nations and languages should serve him. And his dominion is an everlasting dominion and he will never pass away and his kingdom will never be destroyed. Do you realize today that Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of the majesty of God. He is enthroned with power. All dominion, all authority, all glory belongs to him. You don't have to worry about coronavirus. You don't have to worry about death. You don't have to worry about economic downturn. Your God is in heaven and he reigns. Hallelujah. Jesus reigns and he is Lord. He is enthroned as king of kings and lord of lords. And the Bible says that God exalted him highly because he humbled himself. Because he became a servant. And he humbled himself and took upon himself a servant's role. And because he went to the cross. 
and entered into death itself. The Bible says, for this cause God so highly exalted him and gave unto him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Come on, church, I'm talking about the name of Jesus. Listen. There are many in our world that are bowing to fear. They're bowing to anxiety. They're bowing to worry. They're bowing, bowing because of a pandemic. They're bowing because of economic challenges. You are a child of the living God. Your knees should bow to no one but Jesus because he is the reigning king of kings and lord of lords. Hallelujah. Our God reigns. Number three, the third Result of the ascension is that Jesus ascended to the Father's house. Jesus ascended not to an office building or to a government building, but he ascended to the Father's house. Listen closely, please. The, the descriptions of heaven in the Bible are always about the Father's house. God does not describe the, a heaven as a, of an office building or a mall or a supermarket, heaven is described as the Father's house. And Jesus has gone before us into the Father's house. John 16, 28, the Bible says that I came from the Father. This is Jesus speaking. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. Jesus today is seated at the right hand of the Father. He is in the Father's house. Why is this so significant? Because you and I one day are going to the Father's house. He said, I go and prepare a place for you so that where I am, you may also be. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. Come on, get excited, church. You and I are going to the Father's house. He said, my Father's house has many rooms or many dwelling places. He's telling us that there is room for you at the Father's house. Listen, friends, you are not alone in this pandemic and you are not alone in this crisis you have a father in heaven who cares for you. He loves you with an everlasting love. And he will care for you and walk you through every trial and every test and all trouble of this life. Jesus taught us to pray like this. When you pray, he said, pray like this. Our father who art in heaven. Come on, somebody. He's your father and he's in heaven and he sits in glory and authority and in absolute care for your soul. Yesterday I heard the words of a song that said uh, uh, it was a confession of a man's wayward living. He said there were times when I was outside of God's will, but there was never a time when I was outside of God's care. Can you get excited this morning and celebrate the fact that you have never been outside of the care of the Almighty? Your Father cares for you. You say, Pastor, is God everyone's father? No, friend, God is not everyone's father. He is father to those who put their faith and trust in Jesus. He is father to those who have been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. And if you have come to Christ by faith, God today is your father, and you can expect his protection, his provision, 
and his continued presence in your life. Now we go to the next result of the, of the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is this, that Jesus will return. Everyone say that with me. Jesus will return. Say it again. Jesus will return. Listen, Jesus ascended into heaven and the two angels said to him, or said about him, why do you stand here gazing into the heavens? The same Jesus that you saw taken up will return in the same manner. This statement is extraordinary in its significance for us this morning. Because you and I have a promise from God that he is going to return. Jesus Christ is going to return for his church. And then he's going to return to rule upon the world and upon the earth. They said this same Jesus. The same Jesus that healed the sick. The same Jesus that delivered the demoniac. The same Jesus that raised the dead. The same Jesus that was raised from the dead. This same Jesus will return. How will he return? He will return literally. And he will return physically. First of all we understand literally to mean. That Jesus literally ascended into heaven. He was not a, it was not a symbolic ascension. It was not a a hologram or some kind of, uh, of mist that uh, ascended into heaven. He did not merely ascend into heaven spiritually. He ascended into heaven literally. Not as a symbol, but as a historical fact. Jesus came to the earth as a man. He ascended into heaven as a man. And he will return as a historical fact. He will return as a man. You can count on this, friend. And he will also return physically. That means that he did not just disintegrate into nothingness. His body today is in the presence of God. He is seated at the right hand of God. And today the Son of God is in a human body. They saw him go and you and I will see him return. Come on somebody. I said they saw him go. But you and I will see him return. The Bible says that they saw him. This was a literal scene. When will you and I see him? We're going to see him at the rapture of the church. For the Bible says that the dead in Christ will rise first when the trumpet of God sounds. When Christ comes for his church, the dead are going to rise. And then we who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, I want to see him, to look upon his face. Oh, I want to see my Savior. And friend, you and I are going to see him. Your eyes will behold the King of glory and the King of kings. You can count on it. Say amen, somebody. And then the Bible says that the world will see him. A day is coming when Jesus will come and return to the earth. After the rapture of the church, the world will experience a seven-year tribulation. And after the, at the end of that tribulation, Jesus will come in the marvelous second coming of Christ. And he will come to the earth and he will reign upon the earth for a thousand years. And the Bible says that every eye will see him. The day is coming when Jesus will return to this earth. And everyone will see him. And he will reign upon the earth as the only king and sovereign of the entire world. 
This is coming, friend. It will be a historical day. How will he come? The Bible says he's coming is like a thief in the night. Many will not be expecting it. Many will not be prepared. But the Bible says that you and I are not children of the night, but children of the day. So that this day will not catch us by surprise. But friend, if you don't know Christ, if you're not walking with God, if you're not being led by the Spirit of God, this day will catch you by surprise. He's coming like a thief in the night. The Bible says He's coming suddenly like labor pains upon a woman with child. That unexpected day, that woman with child, she knows that within a certain period of time that baby is coming. But she doesn't know the precise moment when it will come for delivery. So it is that, the, that Jesus Christ is going to return. And the world will not be precisely ready for it. But friend, you be ready. You be ready by giving your life to Jesus today. You be ready by putting your faith and trust in Christ. He's going to come back. And when he comes, he'll come to rule and to reign in all of the earth. Now let me give you the final implication of his ascension. He ascended into heaven and he is there today until his return as our high priest and mediator before the Father. Today, you and I have a high priest who intercedes daily on our behalf. The Bible says he ever lives to make intercession for us. The, the book of Hebrews chapter 4 and verse, and verse 15 and 16 say this, but we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who is in every respect has been tempted just as we are, and yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. You realize that Jesus Christ today is seated at the right hand of the Father, and He is interceding for you. He is praying for you. There may be a day when you forget to pray for you. There may be a day when your mama forgets to pray for you. There may be a day when your pastor forgets to pray for you. But there will never be a day when Jesus forgets to pray for you. He is praying and interceding for you every day, every minute of every hour. Hallelujah for the intercessory work of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why when we pray to the Father, we pray in his name because he is the intercessor. He is the mediator between God and man. In the Old Testament, the, the priest would take a lamb or a goat. He would take the blood of that lamb or that goat and he would enter into the holy place once a year and make atonement for the sins of the, of the priesthood, for himself and for the priest. And then he would go out and he would slay another goat and he would take that blood and he would go into the holy of holies again and he would laid on the, on the Ark of the Covenant, the mercy seat. And this was now to make atonement for the people. He had to go in twice, once for himself and then once for the people. But the Bible says that our high priest entered into the Holy of Holies with his blood. And he didn't have to go in twice because he was perfect, sinless, and spotless. He went only once and for all, for you and I. And his intercessory work is well into today. And today he is interceding for you. The Bible says, therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may receive help in the time of need. 
Are you in a time of need today? The whole world is in a time of need. Maybe your family is in a time of need. Maybe today you're facing financial need or a health need. Maybe today your marriage is facing a need. There seem to be challenges too great and too big for you. But today I want to tell you that you can come to the throne room of the living God. And you can come boldly this morning. You can come with confidence because he is the one who stands ready to help in the time of your need. There's never been a need for our generation like the one we're facing today. But Christ is the answer to your need. And he is your mediator between God and man today. And if you will come to God in the name of Jesus, he will answer, he will help, he will heal, and he will deliver. The Bible invites us to come boldly, to come with confidence. You're not a beggar. You're not an outcast. You're not somebody who just barely might get hope or help. No, friend, you're a child of God. I said you're a child of God. And your Father cares for you. And He says come boldly into the throne of grace. God can heal you in the middle of a pandemic. And God can bless you in the middle of an economic downturn. Come on, somebody give praise and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. He ascended into heaven. And He will come again. But today He's praying for you. The Bible says that Jesus told Peter the week before the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, Peter, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. That's what's going on in our world today. There's a sifting taking place. A shaking taking place. And this shaking has been allowed by God in order to establish his purpose. Satan comes to shift and shake our lives. And that word sifting, it means to break you down. It means to toss you up. And it means to blow you away. That's what Satan wants to do. Not just in this trial, but in all trials. You say, Pastor, why would God allow that? Because you see, friend, they sifted wheat in the old, in the ancient times. They had to break it down. And then they tossed it up so that the wind could blow away the chaff. That's what's happening right now. There's a shifting and a sifting taking place. But what, what, what is being blown away is the chaff, the trash, the garbage. And what will remain is that which is purified and that which is enduring and valuable. Jesus said to Peter, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you. And he's praying for you today. While we go through this time of shaking in the world, he's praying for you. I want you to imagine that shifting like this handkerchief. A few weeks ago, it was, your life was tidy and folded. Everything was secure, just like you thought you wanted it. And then suddenly, a shifting came. 
It seemed like a whole lot of things in our world have been blown away or moved around. And there's a lot of insecurity and it seems like you're just tumbling. But no, friend, you're not tumbling. You're in the hands of the priest, the high priest. You're in the hands of the Father. You're in the hands of the God who loves you and cares for you. And he is going to restore. And he is going to mend. And he is going to heal. And he says, I am praying for you. While you go through this sifting, while you go through this shaking, while you go through this trouble, I've got you in my care. And nothing will by any means harm you. And if you will stay in his care today, you'll find that he is more faithful to you than you could ever be to yourself. Listen, a day is coming when everything will be back in its place. You say, Pastor, what will be the difference? The difference is you will be better than you were before. Your faith will be stronger than it was before. I said your faith will be stronger than it was before. Hallelujah. Our God reigns. Take courage. Jesus is alive. Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. And Jesus is coming again. Mighty God, we praise you. We honor you and we give you thanks. Would you bow your head? Would you just speak to Christ this morning, your high priest who loves you and cares for you? Just come to him in humility and in faith and bring every need you have in your life to him because he cares for you. Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit will minister to every person in every car, in every home, in every kitchen, wherever your people are gathered this morning. I pray that the Holy Spirit will minister life and peace and joy and hope to the body of Christ. That they might sense that the priest who is risen from the dead has sent the Holy Spirit to comfort, guide, and strengthen their faith in this hour. In Jesus' name.